Next on BYU Sports Nation, down goes St. Mary's. BYU beats a St. Zaga team in Vegas for the first time ever. What will tomorrow's headline be? TJ Haas and Dalton Nixon explain how the Cougars did it and how they do it again tonight against Gonzaga for the West Coast Conference Championship. Kalani Satake after day one of BYU spring football and a jump in the national rankings for BYU gymnastics and BYU volleyball. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from the Orleans Arena at the 2018 Gorilla Glue West Coast Conference Basketball Championships, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. 13 seconds to go into Bryant. BYU will take it into front court. They won't foul him. BYU can bounce it out, and the Cougars will play for an NCAA tournament berth tomorrow night here in Las Vegas. Four, three, two, one, and the Gales are done. BYU 85, St. Mary's 72. The Cougars win it. Oh, yeah. BYU Sports Nation live on Championship Tuesday at the West Coast Conference (laughs) Basketball Tournament. Yeah! Your day-to-day play-by-play in the Studio Orleans, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Happy March 6th, wherever and however you're dialed in. It is great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with a semi-stitious Jerem Jordan. Am I wearing the same exact clothes as yesterday? Almost. I'm not a I'm not superstitious, but I'm stitious. <laughs> so here we are. And what a day. We we talked about yesterday, not today per se, but yesterday, like all season. Can you get to Tuesday? Beat St. Mary's or Gonzaga. And BYU did it. They played an incredible game. We'll break it down in a sec. You'll hear from TJ Haas. You'll hear from Dalton Nixon. By the way, an encore presentation of the game coming up at two Eastern on BYU TV in case you missed it. Oh, or you yeah. just want to see Randy Bennett not shake Dave oh, Rose's hand. Oh, yeah, the again. Randy Bennett blow-by. Can you just stop for a second, dude? Come on, man. One, find a tailor. Two, stop for a second and shake a dude's hand and say congratulations. Love the tweet from at Z Blocks about Randy Bennett last night. And I quote, Randy Bennett's tears nourish and strengthen my body. <laughs> I know it's childish, but I don't care. End quote. <laughs> we walk in and I'd start a periscope. On Twitter, and I say, and I'm like, hey, Spencer, and you're like, you know who's not here? St. Mary's. They're not here. <laughs> Where are you? Chuck Landale. It just felt so good. Like, BYU worked all offseason to, uh, to win that game. Did they work all offseason to win tonight's game? We shall see, and we'll discuss in a moment. Rise and shout. Time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. BYU beats St. Mary's. I repeat, BYU beat St. Mary's. The Cougars never have to play Jock Landale, Emmett Nahr, and Calvin Hermanson again. You've said a lot of sentences. That's maybe one of the best you've ever said. They never have to play those guys again. And the last time they faced them as a team, the Cougars beat them. Jerem, BYU scores 85 points on St. Mary's, the most the Gales have allowed in a game in two years. Yoli Child scores 33. He's three for three from the three-point line. BYU shoots 61%. TJ Haas has seven assists. McKay Cannon and Dalton Nixon have incredible hustle efforts. What was the most impressive thing you saw last night in the win against St. Mary's? Just the fact that BYU lost this game in the semis last year by 31. Was it really by 31? And then 
one by 13. That's a 44-point swing. Oh. How do you do that? How do you do it? I'll tell you how you do it. In the offseason, you bring in Heath Troyer. In June, you implement offensive and defensive schematic changes to combat St. Mary's. It was worth it. I know BYU wanted to get a win in the regular season against these guys to help boost the resume, maybe be an at-large kind of team. BYU's not in an at-large position and has not been in one for a month. But guess what? Because of this win, BYU's 40 minutes away from the dance. 40 minutes away from me shaving my head. The most impressive thing I saw last night... For the second straight game, Jerem, our karma-infused call-out of a BYU player delivers. <laughs> Yoli Childs yes, with did. a career-high 33 points. He was dynamite. It's awesome. He made three of BYU's five three-pointers. Yeah, let's talk about that. How good did BYU have to be? They had to shoot 60%, and Yoli Childs led the way with three threes. That's how good BYU had to be in certain aspects of this game. But you're right. Saturday... We discussed who's going to win the matchup, Isaiah Pinheiro of San Diego or Elijah Bryant of BYU. And we called out Elijah Bryant, wanting him to score 30. He scored 27. Yesterday, we discussed Yoli Childs versus Jock Landale. Who's going to score more points? Jock Landale will. Yoli Childs delivered. So who are we calling out right now? Are we calling out the big three? Uh, I think we should. You know, you know who's out? You know who's going to win the matchup? Who, who's going to outplay? Haas, Elijah Bryant and Yoli Childs. It's going to be Josh Perkins and Jonathan Williams and Rui Hachimura, Rui Hachimura and Silas Melson and Zach Norville and Jr. Killian Tilly. And Killian Tilly. All <laughs> six of them. All Don six. Zaga will have the best big play three tonight. Guys. All right. We put <laughs> it out that there. enough? Can you it... tell that we're super convinced it... on that? Listen, we rolled the dice <laughs> twice and got it. Will it work three times? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, baby. We are in Vegas. Let it ride. Let's go, man. Spencer, all season long, we talked about winning the semifinal and getting Tuesday just to see what would happen, okay? That meant a semifinal win. The Cougars did it. They're here. So, mission accomplished? For the team? No. They want to dance. Of course they do. But for me, yes. Amen. Mission accomplished. We thought something and expressed it on the show for months, and that was... BYU positioned themselves psychologically and with coaching philosophy and basketball preparation and all that goes into it to beat St. Mary's in a situation like last night. It wasn't even for the regular season. It was for this. Lee Kamar validated that yesterday on the show, saying it wasn't all about St. Mary's, but there certainly was a lot that went into preparing to beat a team like that in a situation like last night and they did it so yes the validation came with the win over st mary's everything they did has been paid off so for me as a fan and as an analyst i sit back and think okay it was worth it yes so to a degree mission accomplished i know the players like no 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 no. we got one more we got one more we want to go dancing i i understand that i'm all for that that's that's ambitious and they they should be ambitious I wanted BYU to make the NCAA tournament this season, so that will if BYU doesn't win tonight, that will be lacking, okay? But I feel some validation. I feel like I just paid off the debt on some big, you know, loan of some kind, whether it was a house or the car or whatever, it's, uh, tuition, whatever. I feel like BYU paid that debt in terms of beating St. Mary's, of feeling the validation of getting that win. Man, BYU as a three-seed. Breaks a streak of the one versus two matchup in like the last 10 years at the West Coast Conference Tournament. 
There's, no, there's just no parody at this tournament. Jerem, Dave Rose told the media last night that he feels like his team is built to win this tournament. Listen to this. I think that the bottom line is we feel like we're built to win this tournament. We feel like we're built to play three games uh, in four days and to be able to uh, uh, to win them all. And uh, defensively, I think it's a pretty good team. Offensively, when we when, when we played really well down here offensively, we scored 85 points in both games. Um, and so I, I, I think that the biggest thing was to get the guys to believe in that. I told you, he said, and you heard it from his mouth, Dave Rose feels like his team is built to win the tournament. Jerem, do you feel the same way? If BYU plays offensively like they did the last two games, yes. They put up 85. They're going to win the game. So they score 85. The defense hasn't been as good as it needs to be. BYU blew a 17-point lead Saturday, almost lost that game. BYU gave up 72 to St. Mary's, which is actually a good number because St. Mary's is a top-20 offensive team, according to Ken Palm. If BYU can score 85 tonight, they're going to win. They'll win. 85 If they score 85, they'll win. But I think think it's going to be in the high 70s this game tonight. BYU is going to have to play a good defensive game. They're going to have to play an even better offensive game. Again. Is it a first to 70 situation once again? I don't know if it's first to 70, but maybe it's like 75 for me is the number. A little higher. It's, this is going to be tough. This is going to be overwhelming. Listen, this is harder than playing in the kennel tonight. I'm serious. Yes, BYU is built to succeed in this situation. Does that mean that they can beat the number six team in the country in a basically road game in this their home away game. from home not a neutral side this is a gonzaga home game so while byu is built to succeed in this setting expecting them to beat gonzaga is asking too much in my opinion BYU could do it although they're a what nine and a half point dog uh like 18 percent chance espn so listen the, the cards are stacked against byu they byu's beaten gonzaga in spokane i'm telling you this is going to be harder tonight. The Rock, Spencer, recruited a new BYU fan last night. I don't know if you saw this. Mm-hmm. They tweeted out a picture of Flava Flav. Yeah, boy! With a, a Viva Rock Vegas shirt. Yeah, boy! Danny Ainge was all... Where's the clock? <laughs> Danny Ainge was also in attendance cheering on the Cougars. Spencer, bigger celeb in the house. Flava Flav or Danny Ainge? I love Danny Ainge. He is fantastic and one of the all-time legendary BYU athletes. But in terms of celebrity status, Flavor Flav, man. It's Flavor Flav, man. He, yeah, it's Flavor He Flav. breaks boundaries, yeah. okay? People outside of sports circles know Flavor Flav. He is the bigger celebrity. He got tickets through St. Mary's. I just want to point that out. And how he did so, I have no idea. He trademarked a phrase that is spelled out Y-A-B-O-I-I-I-I-I-I-I. <laughs> Now, do we know the exact number of eyes on that? <laughs> He's the bigger celebrity. Jerem, BYU is a nine-and-a-half-point underdog tonight. You have alluded to some of the things you think the Cougars need to do, but really, what does BYU have to do to win the Gonzaga Invitational? Gonzaga's they've got to shoot poorly. When BYU's beaten Gonzaga, the Zags haven't had this awesome offensive day, generally. BYU hasn't had to be perfect, but... BYU's got to play a really good game. I think BYU needs to shoot in the high 40s, 50s, and they better hope Gonzaga's in the 30s. That's what I think. Mid-70s oh, game. Mid-70s if, game. If Gonzaga shoots 
in the 40s, does BYU win that game? All scenarios play out differently. Like, Killing Tilly, is he going to only miss one shot like he did last night, 10 for 11? That's His brother played for UC Irvine's men's volleyball team and beat BYU in the national title game. I'm not a huge fan of the Tilly family, just saying, against BYU thus far. So hopefully he doesn't go 10 for 11 tonight, 5 of 5 from 3. See, that for me is the X factor. How does BYU win the Gonzaga Invitational? They have to outshoot Gonzaga. Presented by the West Coast Conference. They have to outshoot Gonzaga from the three-point line, first and foremost. And did you watch how Gonzaga shot the ball last night against San Francisco? It was ridiculous. They took it to the rice Aronis. It was ridiculous. I think BYU has to outshoot the Zags from the three-point line yeah. to have a shot to win tonight. Billy Childs is like, put me on your back, strap me on, I'll shoot the threes. It's like, okay. TJ Haas, Zag killer better show up today. Man. Call them out. Yeah, do the, will the Zags shoot in the 30s? If, if the Zags shoot in the 40s, I feel good about BYU's chances, honestly. But BYU's got to be equal to or better, probably. Non-hoops topic. BYU opened spring football yesterday. Oh, by the way, this. Yep. New Cougar offensive coordinator, Jeff Grimes, says there are things he wants to fix. But he liked the energy on day one. Very pleased with the energy, not pleased with the execution. Um, I, I felt like the guys came out ready to go. There was a lot of enthusiasm. And that's that's the start. And so pleased with that, pleased with the effort. The execution has to get a whole lot better. we got a lot of work to do and, and a lot of things to clean up. But that's good news. We can fix that. If you don't come with energy and, and effort, then uh, you don't have a chance. Spencer, what do you want to hear from the coaches after day one of spring ball? I've seen the guys, and I know that we're going to have a winning season. That's what I, that's want, what to, want, that's to what I want to hear. We are going undefeated. <laughs> Jay Keeps. Uh, in all seriousness... <laughs> I, I want to hear what I heard from Jeff Grimes, which is good energy. Yeah, good energy. He, but he's annoyed. He he seems like optimistically annoyed, if that's a phrase that I can use. Optimistically annoyed. Is that what I need to do more? I'm just annoyed. Yeah. 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 Thanks, Karan, who called the game last night. See, and when I'm annoyed, I'm optimistically annoyed. Yeah, so I'm I liked just, it. I, and annoyed. I thought he had that tone where he's like, Way to give yourself hey, a compliment. Hey, the energy is really good, but... The execution just it, it wasn't there, but yeah. there's this tone of hope. And from what I heard yesterday, from what was seen, there's a lot of up tempo, high energy, uh serious looks happening. Like it's just a different feel. They are trying really hard to change the culture for BYU football. It's day one of spring ball. If you don't have any juice on day one, when are you gonna have some juice? Amen, brother. Amen. Our question of the day. Back to basketball. Oh, yeah, that. What will tomorrow's headline be? Mm. At Ames Flames. Puts on blue goggles. BYU pulls off another upset to win the West Coast Conference Championship. Hashtag buy Zags. That's the hope. Coming up, Dalton Nixon and TJ Haas weighing on my potentially shaved head. The validating win for St. Mary's in tonight's title tilt. It's Gonzaga. Uncle B, Blaine Fowler, sat courtside last night. What was the most impressive thing he saw from the Cougars? And how do they do it again? BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. West Coast Conference Championship game on the men's side is live tonight at 9 Eastern on ESPN and BYU Radio. The pregame starts on the radio at 8 Eastern time. BYU basketball is playing for a conference tournament championship tonight. And a ticket to the dance, man. 
Put oh, that yeah. slipper on, bro. There's that too. Twenty-four that and nine. Sentence. Put that slipper on, bro. Twenty-four okay, yeah. and nine. BYU against <laughs> a top ten team in the Gonzaga Bulldogs. We welcome you back, BYU Sports Nation simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Our conversation happening right now on the Twitter machine. Follow at BYU Sports Nation. Use hashtag BYUSN. Our question of the day: What will tomorrow's headline be? At Dan underscore Smith for BYU. <laughs> Lose to Zags. But moral victory continues after win against St. Mary's. Hey, regardless, moral victory. I know, yeah, I know BYU wants to win tonight, and if they do, fantastic. If they don't, I feel like mission was accomplished. But you play the 40 minutes, you see what happens. You just Listen, nine times out of ten, Gonzaga's going to win this game, I think. But will the one that BYU wins be tonight? Maybe the headline has something to do with Jerem's lucky locks. Who doesn't want to shave that magical hair? If BYU wins tonight, Jerem, yeah. then your hair hits a new level. Yeah. There it goes! That's right, Dave. That's right. Your hair will hit a new level. Well, new level being a zero from the Clippers, yes. The lucky locks. The magic hair. It's for the team. <laughs> I do it for the team. Joining us now, a man with fabulous hair, Uncle B, one of our favorite guys, I mean, Blaine Fowler, dual-thread analyst. Blaine, you don't have to shave your head, but wouldn't it be fantastic if BYU won and Jerem had to follow through with that? Yeah, I thought you were going to say, wouldn't it be f- fantastic if you did? And I was going to say, no, that wouldn't be. <laughs> I'm not that crazy. I, don't, I will never I'm promise. I don't promise That's that to anybody. I know. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited for Jeremy to shave it's his It's all for the team. He also put the top button on the line for a month. He's I not going to do up his top button for a month. Yeah. Wow. I know. I know. I know. That's what people don't know is he keeps that up there. He's so manly and he has so much hair on his chest. <laughs> he has to do that to keep that stuff contained. <laughs> I mean, if he unbuttons that thing, stuff is going to be coming out of there that nobody needs to see. Yeah. Yeah, Chewy. <laughs> all right, let's move on from that topic. We've been talking all year about that matchup last night, whether it was Gonzaga or St. Mary's, but it happens to be St. Mary's. Bureau doesn't like St. Mary's. BYU respects Gonzaga. So it's St. Mary's. BYU changed every, the way they played basketball to match up with them, and then they get the win. I just feel validated for BYU. How do you feel after the win? It's finally a game where, you know, you always hear coaches say, you know, we had moments where we played really, really well, but we're still, we've got to put a 40-minute game together. I mean, even teams that win, they say that, but we were really, really good tonight, but we had some lapses. That's Dave Rose couldn't say that last night. They played 40 minutes. I mean, that, that was a near-perfect basketball game in terms of execution. It, it's, it was off the charts. And, and I, I love um, that they were able to do that against a really good basketball team. And, you know, they, they built what they're doing this year to compete with St. Mary's, but really to compete in this league because teams in this league shoot threes really well. Um, and, and, they, and they execute really well. And to be able to match up, BYU couldn't be quite as streaky as they were. BYU was in a position where they go out and score 85, but, but then some days when they weren't shooting, they couldn't, they couldn't match up the way, the way they needed to. And they would, they would lose games against teams they shouldn't lose to. They would lose to St. Mary's. And, and last night, they defended the three extremely well. And I know you'd say, wait a minute here. At first, it didn't seem like they did because St. Mary's came out and made some threes. But when the game was on the line in the second half, they held St. Mary's to 25% from three-point land, three of 12. Mm. The averages played out. They held maybe the, one of the best three-point shooting teams, especially clutch three-point shooting teams in the country. This is a team that 
When they've been behind in games all season long in St. Mary's, they knock down threes and win games. They did it to BYU in the regular season. The three of 12 in the second half, 30.5% for the game, um, and they defended the three. And BYU's philosophy defensively is we're not going to give up twos at the rim, and we're not going to give up threes anymore. And if teams are going to beat us, they're going to have to shoot it unbelievably well in the mid-range, which most teams don't do. Now, St. Mary's happens to be able to do that, and Gonzaga happens to be able to do that. And then the other side, offensively, I've, I've never seen you know, BYU, I, I won't see ever, but it's been a number of years since I've seen an offensive performance that solid. It was unbelievable. 60% from the field at 61%. In, in both halves, by the way. It wasn't like one half was great and the other was just normal. They were fantastic in Un- both. Unbelievable. They they weren't hunting threes. They were taking threes um, when they were there in the offense. And people go, well, what was Yoli doing shooting threes? Well, the first one he shot, nobody covered him. Like, they just double-dog dared him to shoot one. And you love a good double-dog dare. I'm surprised they didn't go right to the triple-dog dare. Cause, but they went to the double-dog dare, and he's like, okay, if you're not going to cover me, I have to shoot this. And he knocked it down. Then I thought to myself, uh-oh, if he's knocking those down, now what do you do? I mean, Jacques's not going to come all the way out there and cover him. Then the next one was a little bit contested, but then he was feeling it. But it was at the, the half, buzzer right? before yeah. halftime. And, and you're going, what in the world is going on right now? <laughs> and, and the way BYU defended Jock Landale dictated the entire game. And Jock Landale ends up getting two fouls, and then Randy Bennett puts him back in, and he gets a third. I thought that changed the entire game, just, the way they defended at yeah, the he, rim. Why did guy, Randy Bennett do that? I, I think he felt like the game might be getting away at that point and that he had to keep him on the floor. And but it, so, but so you, it wasn't. You, you, Hunter scored a couple buckets. They were fine. I, I, think, I, I think he felt like, you know what, this is, this, this is a turning point in this game where if I leave him on the bench too long and he's – He's our bell cow. First of all, is he going to ever be able to come back in with any rhythm? And secondly, will this game get away from I've got to have him back in there. He was in a panic at that point, right? And and I think they le- learned a little bit of a lesson from the previous night um, in how to defend Jacques Landau, and that is you run people at him and you double-team him, um, but you do it in a variety of ways. So yes, you never do it the ways same they way. Did it. Yeah. Different angles, right. sometimes coming so, from the baseline, sometimes coming from the high post. Right. You, you, you monster him with another big guy. And then the next time you have the guard come down from the ball side and try to dig it out. And then the next time you, you have him come down from the, the free throw line, a guard come down or another forward. And the other thing I like is they didn't come at him until he put the ball on the floor. Most of the time. Sometimes they came immediately, but with him, he's, he reads defenses so well and he's so good at getting it out of the double team that they didn't give him good reads. So he, he didn't catch the ball and go, okay, here's the double team. I'm, I'm going to throw it back out there. He got the ball and he thought, well, I guess I'm going to score because they're not going to double team me. Then he would put it on the floor and then they would come. And now he had to make more split-second decisions and BYU, it was a masterful plan defensively. And then the way they shared the basketball offensively, they had 20 assists on 33 made field goals, and they only turned the ball over six times. T.J. Haas had seven of those assists. Six times. T.J. Haas, I told T.J. last night on the floor, I said, he, he played a remarkable game. I mean, he was brilliant in that game. You could talk about Yoli's performance because it was unreal, and Elijah came up big. But T.J. Haas, with his ball handling and his distribution and reading the defense and the way he defended, he played brilliantly, as did Dalton Nixon. So you can't just have the big two. You have to have multiple contributions. Nixon came in and was awesome in that ball game. But T.J. Haas, I know he's had a lot of games where he scored a lot of points. I don't know if he's played a better game than he played last night because all around, he was off the charts brilliant last night. BYU expends a lot of emotion and energy to beat St. Mary's last night. But immediately in the postgame conference, Dave Rose and players are saying, look, 
one more game. We feel like we are built to win this tournament. We feel like we uh, feel like we have been preparing for this game and for this situation all season long. Does BYU have enough gas in the tank tonight for Gonzaga? It's hard to say, and the Zags didn't have to extend too much energy last night um, to get out and win that one. It was a mismatch from the get-go, and that's the big question. I think in a tournament like this, you, you can live on a lot of emotion, So, and they can live on the emotion. I'll tell you this. That game and the way they won that game last night and the way they executed, they come in here with a ton of confidence. These guys, think about it. College basketball teams, they come and practice the day of games, and they run up and down the floor full speed for an hour, and then they go play at night. Like, they're in shape. They can play. It's not a matter of conditioning. It's mentally, can you be that focused two nights in a row? Because they were dialed in and locked in, and they have to be. And I I think what last night does is it, it makes them go, if we do lock in, we can beat anyone. And so they come with that little bit of an edge that we believe in what we're doing, and now let's go do it again. And Gonzaga's a, a, it's hard to believe this. They're a better rebounding team than St. Mary's is uh, because they have more than just Jock Land. They have so many good rebounders so on that team. Yeah. And, and they have so many ways that they can beat you as, as a team. And so you can't just say, hey, we're going to lock down Landale now. Or, you know, it's not just stop the post. It stopped the guard penetration, and it's recovered to the shooters. They have multiple guys that can shoot from out there. They make nine threes a game. And so the philosophy is the same, um, but it's it's a little bit tougher because they're a little more balanced than St. Mary's is. But I'm, I'm telling you, if they execute and share the ball the way they did last night and they're willing to have the kind of effort for 40 minutes defensively, they have a chance. The Zags are playing the best basketball in the league right now. We said that before the game last night. A month ago, I would have said St. Mary's. Now, without a doubt, Gonzaga's playing the best. They're worthy of a top 10 ranking. Absolutely that good. But BYU played well enough last night to be a top. They could have beaten a top six team last night. Can they bring it again tonight? To me, it's not physically do they have enough energy. It's mentally can they stay focused for another 40 minutes and play the way they did. If they play the way they did last night, they can beat anybody. Okay. Uh, Does what BYU did against St. Mary's last night change the way you will view the season? Regardless of what happens against Gonzaga tonight. A little bit because I saw just huge progress and I saw the culmination of what they tried to, what they told me that they wanted to do at the beginning of the season show up last night in a clutch situation against a ranked team in in an unbelievable environment where there's a ton of pressure on them. Validation. They they did what they said they'd do. They wanted it in the regular season. It didn't happen. They did it. In a more important setting. They did it in spurts during the regular season. There were times during the regular season when I would go, oh, yes, this looks like where they want to get. And then I would say to myself, but this is a young team with a lot of new faces. The stars aren't the same stars from last year. It's a completely different system offensively and defensively. It's going to take another offseason for them to really get this. So last night that just sped it all up for me. And I went, okay, that's exactly what they want to do. And now what I feel is the off season is even more productive because the players that are all back, by the way, go, remember the way we played against St. Mary's? That is the standard now. They have a better off season. They come back next year and they pick up where they left off. And so I feel like regardless of what happens tonight, the future looks bright because these players understand what good or what great looks like now. They just played it. They played great. We'll end with this, Blaine. The NFL just announced the retirement of Referee Ed Hockley. 
which means congratulations, you have the biggest biceps on television. Congratulations, Ed. When he when he signals a first down, it's scary. Everybody just, <laughs> everybody just stands back. Traps are legit. <laughs> this is medium. We need to get you tighter fitting shirts. <laughs> Thanks, Blaine. None with stripes, though. None with stripes. Okay. All right. Great stuff, man. Thanks for the time. Thanks, he ain't guys. no zebra. Hey, coming up, we spoke with T.J. Haas and Dalton Nixon after the game last night. Why they feel they can win the championship. And obviously the season for BYU is not over, Jerem. And neither is and one. Or is it? This is BYU Sports Nation. Wait, now I'm confused. Did you like last night's win against St. Mary's? Yes. The is yes, you're watching BYU TV. Live at 2 Eastern time, BYU versus St. Mary's, an encore presentation on BYU TV. And then, of course, a rebroadcast of tonight's championship game coming up at 1 a.m. Eastern time on BYU TV. Hopefully that's a win as well. And hello to our truck, the hard work, the four hardworking people, at least in this shot. <laughs> there are many more, I promise you. And there are two on your screen now that aren't working hard. Yeah, we're just here. But we're having a good time in Las Vegas. I'm tempted to watch that encore presentation. Not joking. After BYU beat Gonzaga, I watched the entire game yeah. again right yes. after. Right after. Absolutely. We don't have anything this afternoon. That's true. Yeah, why don't we watch that and then take Are the Backstreet Boys nah. in the afternoon or no? Oh, okay. Donnie and Marie? Oh. Yeah, Donnie and Marie, that, no, that's, a, that's a good sell, right? Oh, Jabwalkies? Yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> we saw them with no masks performing prior to the Vegas Bowl a couple years ago. We were like, can we watch when they don't have the masks on? Like, is that cool? It is? Oh, okay, cool. They were great. They were fantastic. Wow. Shaquille O'Neal performed with them. Happy birthday to Shaq, by the way. Is it his birthday today? It's his birthday. 46. Come on, let's 46. celebrate Shaq's birthday with a BYU win. Uh, we are on demand anytime, anywhere, and we will be rebroadcast tonight. For the first time in a while, because we don't have live games on BYU TV. Very nice. So, yeah, 6 Eastern, 4 Mountain. And it's time that we get you caught up to date with everything else going around BYU Sports Nation. It's your BYU Sports Nation headline. BYU men's basketball takes on 6th-ranked Gonzaga tonight in the West Coast Conference Championship game. 9 Eastern, 6 Pacific in the Orleans Arena. You can watch on ESPN and listen on BYU Radio. Dick Vitale is on the call. Oh! He wanted a picture with you yesterday. I want to point that out. Which I thought was really interesting. Yeah. I didn't, a... I didn't go introduce himself because I didn't want to be that guy. But he asked you, <laughs> he asked you to take a picture. Dick Vitale. I was like... What is it, Vital uh, or Vital? Vital. It's Vital. Oh, okay. I was just yeah. I just want to check. Vital. Yeah. Yeah. So Vitality. He says, hey, hey. That's a good let's, album by Let's, let's take a picture. Show. And then he hands his he phone to his wife. You to take a photo. I was like, oh, oh, yeah. are you serious? <laughs> yeah. Continuing the headlines. <laughs> Football began spring practice yesterday. The Cougars hold 14 more practices over the next five weeks. <sighs> How much will we really know about BYU football after spring? Who cares? Football? Will there be less than eight quarters? We're going to talk about it regardless. <laughs> There'll be nine if TJ Haas is in the mix. BYU men's volleyball setter Leo Durkin, the MPSF Offensive Player of the Week, and freshman middle blocker Felipe De Brito Ferreira. That's pretty good. Won the MPSF Defensive Player of the Week. The Cougars ranked fourth. Prepare to take on 11th-ranked Penn State Thursday in Hawaii. And 8th-ranked Lewis and 2nd-ranked Hawaii. Let's go. Gymnastics. Go Cougars. That's right. Put up a 196-375 last night in Corvallis against 8th-ranked Oregon State. That's the second-highest road score of the season.
BYU moved up to 21st after Friday, then up to 16th after last night. Watch the Jimmerettes Friday night, 9 Eastern on BYU TV. The Jimmerettes is the a thing. Jimmerettes, G-Y-M. Thank you, Mitch Harper. Because the ranking is based on mathematics, that's why it can change every day. And you that's just, why I don't understand it, because it's just throwing the numbers. That's uh, amazing. Their RQS right now is tied for 16th in the country. What's RQS? Tell the layman. Regional qualifying score. There you go. There you go. All right, Jeremy, it's time, my friend, to figure out if you're actually still in the competition with and one. Picks, predictions, and one on BYU Sports Nation. The refs fouled out. Got I want to put that. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. You made up some ground on me. Three points worth in the quarterfinal game. Last night, we'll see how we did. My two-pointer. I said BYU will feature the leading scorer in tonight's game. Yoli Childs led all scorers with 33 points. And my and one. BYU will lead at halftime. Swish! Yoli Childs made sure of that. They were up one, then he knocked down the three to put him up four, 41-37. So I get three points. A two-pointer. Chuck Lando will score 25 or fewer. Ooh! Correct. You have 23. Yeah! And my and one. Yeah, TJ Haas will be one of BYU's top two scores. He was the third highest scorer with 11. So that didn't happen. But do you really care? No. (laughs) The updated standings. That's with 30. I have 25, so I'm behind another point. And then there's Jason with eight. <laughs> Why are we still mentioning Jason? So that Jason. I'm not last. <laughs> All right, tonight's game. BYU-Gonzaga for the West Coast Conference Championship in Las Vegas. My two-pointer. This game will not be decided by single digits. That means you think Gonzaga's going to win by 10 plus. I'm utilizing... <laughs> I'm, now, u- I'm that, utilizing. My thing. my thing. Okay, I'm firing the boys up just oh, like okay. we've done all week. Okay, this game will not be decided by single digits. Blow the whistle. And one. BYU will make more free throws than Gonzaga. Free throws. Interesting. Okay. My two pointer. Reverse curse in effect here. Okay. Reverse curse in effect. Gonzaga by 17 plus. Ooh. Reverse curse in effect. Okay. Uh, you join me. That so that I can't fire up the boys. Like can't be cut. Fire up the boys. says that, yeah. BYU's a nine and a half point dog, okay? Make this thing competitive. Let's go. And my and one. And one. TJ Haas has 15 plus. He averages 18 and a half in four games against Gonzaga. He only had six in Provo, okay? But he's had a 29-point game. It's very oh, high. He's coming off a brilliant okay. performance last night. He's going he to have 15-plus. TJ Haas, we will hear from uh, a little bit later. For now, it is his teammate, Dalton Nixon. After the game, we went two-on-one with a guy who scored in double figures. He had a 10-6-4. And was instrumental in fouling out Jock Landale. One rebound in particular comes to mind. Dalton Nixon, two-on-one, following the BYU win against St. Mary's. Dalton Nixon, double-figure scorer tonight, and a big part of why BYU was able to shut down St. Mary's inside game, notably Jock Landale. What was the game plan for you as the bigs going into tonight's game against the guy that's the player of the year? We really wanted to just give him different looks. And I think in the two earlier games that we played in the season, he's been able to get in a rhythm. And so we wanted to just disrupt that and uh, be able to like fly around and be a little bit more active than we have been with him. And I think that we just did a good job of just giving it our all tonight against him. 
You went 0-4 against St. Mary's and Gonzaga, but the stakes kind of get raised and you get a, a fifth shot, if you will, at, at one of them. Describe the emotion and the motivation level going into this game versus, say, the other four. There's hope now, you know, and that's, how, that's what we felt this whole tournament is we believe in ourselves. We believe that we're made to be able to, to win this tournament. And I think when we put all of our, our pieces together, we're a great matchup for first St. Mary's and I think that we did a great job tonight and uh, we've we've wanted to come out with a win against these guys and we're really looking forward to playing Gonzaga tomorrow. Dave Rose and now you have said the same idea of we feel like we're built to win this tournament why is that? I think that we're a lot tougher defensively than we have been in the past and I think um, our execution offensively down the stretch can really put us in a position to be able to make plays in this tournament. And I think just combining that with 100% effort and giving it our all for 40 minutes, I think we could see something special happen. Whether it's Dave Rose or Lee Kamar today on BYU Sports Nation and Yoli Childs, I keep hearing the word connected or connectivity. What does that mean within BYU basketball right now? That just means that we all play for each other. We all play together. Uh, the coaches and the players are connected. We're, all five guys are connected on the floor, and this is a, a team effort. And that's what we've really been focusing on, and that's what we've seen in our first round against San Diego. And uh, when times get tough, it's just really important to stay together. And when times are good, we've got to focus on the next play, and that's all part of being connected on the court and being connected as a group. I know you want to win the ship. You want to beat Gonzaga. But is there a certain amount of validation in this win of, okay, we changed what we did, and, hey, we beat them when it mattered more? Definitely. I mean, St. Mary's is a top 25 team, and we top feel 20. top 20 team. And we feel like we're right up there with them. And so we showed that tonight, that we can compete at a very high level. And we're just super excited for the challenge to be able to play Gonzaga, uh, who's playing really well. And uh, we're just really excited. And you're, you're going to see our best effort tomorrow night. And hopefully we can come out with a W. If it comes down to like a 75-footer with, I don't know, like a second left or something, <laughs> you've got to get the ball in this situation right tomorrow. Um, I would like that. Um, <laughs> but the thing was, I mean, if I miss that, then you, you won't have another opportunity like that again. So <laughs> how, about we, how about we just, let, let's just win. Uh, it doesn't need to be a three-quarter court shot to win. Because of what happened against Gonzaga in Provo, what does that do to your mental preparation and, I don't know, the edge that this team might take into tomorrow night's matchup? I think that we're just ready for the challenge. I mean, they're a great team. We feel like we hung with them at their place, but they got the best of us at our place. And so I think we, that we owe these guys. I think that we believe that we can compete with them. And so just really excited, again, to be able to get on the floor with them and play 40 minutes and hopefully be able to you know, punch our ticket to the dance. I said that I would shave my head if you guys won this tournament. Uh, your reaction to that? Uh, could I be a part of it? Yes. Tomorrow night. Let's do it. <laughs> we need to get some shearers. Last time the regular uh, haircutters didn't work. We had to get some sheep shears. Actual, actual sheep shears. Yeah. So Dalton, let's let's shave Jerem's head again. We can. Let's do it on the court. Let's do it night. on the court. That would be epic. <laughs> that would be epic. And way too much about me instead of the team, which is not what I want. Yeah, Dalton, congratulations on the win. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks, guys. BYU Sports Nation two on one with Dalton Nixon, who had. A 10-point game, and as you mentioned, Jerem, six rebounds and four assists. Great game off the bench. For Dalton. Great game off the bench. Wow. We're not done yet. We have another two-on-one on on the way. And, boy, it's been nice to watch BYU's bench step up. Well, bench meaning Dalton Nixon mostly, right? He's been healthy now, had that foot injury, missed uh, a month or so, and now he's back and scored all 10 of BYU's bench points last night. 
did BYU just earn themselves a home game in the NIT with the win over St. Mary's? Who cares? BYU's playing for the ship tonight, man. True, true statement. Don't worry about that later. True statement. Jeez. Hey, coming up, another sweep for men's volleyball in the weekly award. Don't play the whistle yet. <laughs> Next, TJ Haas joins us two-on-one to talk about last night's victory. And what word did he use to describe the game? BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. BYU is playing for a men's basketball conference championship. It is tonight at 9 Eastern on ESPN and BYU Radio at 9 Eastern. Pre-game on BYU Radio at 8 Eastern with our homie Jason Shepard. It is a Tuesday night title tilt. Let's go. I'm just happy that BYU is here and playing basketball in the yes. Orleans Arena. Let's go. St. Mary's is not. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from the studio Orleans. This is your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play. Our daily rebroadcast airs weeknights on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 Pacific for those in the Vegas or California or West Coast area. TJ Haas joined us two-on-one last night to celebrate BYU's victory over 20th-ranked St. Mary's. We asked him a bunch of questions, including... The one word he would use to describe last night's game, and it's something I haven't heard him say all year. Enjoy. All right, with TJ Haas, post-St. Mary's, BYU beats a Gonzaga or St. Mary's team for the first time in Las Vegas since joining the West Coast Conference. TJ, just walk us through the emotions that you've experienced uh, over the past 20 minutes from the time the uh, final buzzer sounded to uh, now where you're talking with us. Uh, you know, it's super exciting. That was that was a really fun win for us, and I thought, you know, we played, you know, really well together all night. Um, and it, it's super fun to celebrate for a little bit, but, you know, we got one more, and we want to go dancing, and so we're going to bring everything we got tomorrow. You played two games with this team. You, you knew that you were close with this team in Provo, in Moraga. What, what was different about tonight? Uh, you know, like I just said, we, we, we were really connected tonight, and we played together, um, and I, I thought that, you know, for 40 minutes, we did that on both ends, and uh, we, we had big stops, and, you know, we had a lot of guys make big shots tonight, um, and so I think just we played together all night, and that helped us get the win. Lee Kamard told us this morning that, in a lot of ways, BYU basketball game-planned starting last summer on how to beat a team, specifically St. Mary's, in a setting and tournament like this. Uh, how validating is it to get them down here, knowing that and you started really preparation for the Gales last summer. You know, it, feel, it feels great. It feels super good to beat those guys. It's my first time beating them. Um, you know, but I, I feel like we should have beaten them twice. Uh, we had them at our place. But, you know, it's just a good win for us, and it gives us a lot of confidence, and hopefully we can uh, continue this on into tomorrow night. What was the specific game plan against Jock Landale? Because it seemed like it worked tonight. You know, I think we just tried to mix things up with him. Um, you know, we doubled a little bit. Uh, uh, we were digging a little bit. Uh, we tried to get in front, deny it. Uh, just tried to mix things up and not let him, you know, get in his routine and, and get easy baskets. Did you double take when he got a second foul and then when they put him in and he got a third foul in the first half? Like, oh, they called it? I know, that was huge. I was actually very surprised that they, <laughs> they gave him the third. I didn't think they were going to do that. You don't have to play against Jock Landale, Calvin Hermanson, or Emmett Nahr ever again. But the last time you played against them, you get a win. How do you utilize that as motivation in the next 24 hours to go and get ready for Gonzaga? You know, they're, they're an incredible team. Uh, those guys play extremely well together. And so, 
you know, I think it gives us confidence that, you know, we, I, I always believe that we can beat anyone, but I feel like that gives us, you know, validation and confidence that we can beat anyone. So tomorrow night we're going to come out swinging and hopefully we can get a win. Dave Rose said that he feels like this team is built to win a tournament like this. And he, he said, we really do feel like we can uh, beat anybody. Why, why do you think you, and I, I get the sense you have the same feeling, uh, Dave Rose and you, feel like, okay, we are built to win this tournament? Why is that? Because I think we can, uh, you know, I think we can come at teams in, in a lot of different angles. Uh, we, have, we have a lot of different scorers, and uh, we try and make the right play offensively. So, you know, if, if we do make that right play, it's hard to guard. Because you know whatever they do is essentially wrong. TJ, if you had to describe tonight's game and results in one word, what would you say? Fun. You know, I had a blast tonight. I thought that was super exciting. The crowd was uh, there was a lot of energy in the crowd tonight, and it was it was just a blast to play in this environment. Now, speak, speaking of the crowd, it will be Pro Gonzaga tomorrow. This is kind of their home away from home. How do you feel about playing in front of the Zags, the Pro Zag crowd, if you will? You know, it's super fun to play up there, and so I imagine it's going to be similar. They'll have, you know, a lot of crazy fans, but this is what it's all about in March is, you know, playing in front of a lot of people, you know, big arena. It's going to be a blast tomorrow night, so I'm really I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I saw Antoine Jameson in the crowd. Flava Flay was here as well. I know you're a huge Flava Flay guy, the guy with the clock. <laughs> yeah, that's me for sure. Yeah, yeah, boy, yeah boy. <laughs> Okay, I said I'd shave my head if you guys won this tournament. Uh, your reaction to that? Uh, hopefully you're shaving your head tomorrow night. I yeah. hope so too, dude. I did it once before a few years ago. TJ, we appreciate and, the time. And, and it was after Gonzaga, Jerem. It would be after Gonzaga again. It'd be worth it. It's a bad look, but it'd be worth it. TJ, we appreciate the time. Man. Thank you. Appreciate it, guys. I love that TJ Haas said, I had fun. I haven't heard him say that all season long. Oh, it's fun to beat St. Mary's. Like, I had fun Every tonight. Time. When you shoot 60%, you dish out seven assists and... Shots are going. He down. was good. He beat St. Mary's. T.J. Haas at the point is something BYU needs more of. Offensively, T.J. Haas does more at the point than Josh Shear Hardnett does. Josh Shear Hardnett does more defensively than T.J. Haas does. Haas does. Okay, but I think BYU needs to win on the offensive end tonight. I really do. I got roasted for saying T.J. Haas should be the facilitator more as the point guard after the Gonzaga game. You try and maximize the talents of everybody you have. Is Jashir Hardnett a good option in another spot? It's too late to figure that out. You are what you are. But last night, you had a lot of T.J. Haas at the point, and it went well. Seven assists. Coming up, BYU men's volleyball gymnastics all go up in the rankings. And baseballer Brock Hale still mad about not being drafted, so he's taking it out on his opponents. This is BYU Sports Nation. I've got a movie trailer coming up. Woo! BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com for help when you need it most. Donka Shane to today's guest, Blaine Fowler, Dalton Nixon, and TJ Haas. If you missed any of today's show, download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Basketball. And Hoop takes on sixth-ranked Gonzaga tonight in the West Coast Conference Championships at 9 Eastern Time in the Orleans. Watch on ESPN and listen on BYU Radio. Football began spring practice yesterday. The Cougars will hold 14 more practices over the next five weeks. 
Volleyball. Men's Volleyball Senior Center Leo Durkin wins MPSF Offensive Player of the Week. And freshman middle blocker Felipe De Brita Ferreira won MPSF Defensive Player of the Week. Cougars take on 11th ranked Penn State Thursday in Hawaii. Gymnastics. The Jimmerettes put up a 196.375 last night in Corvallis against 8th ranked Oregon State. Second highest road score of the season. BYU moved up to 21st after Friday. I think it's the second highest score of the season overall. They're up to 16 after last night. Watch more from BYU Gymnastics Friday night, 9 Eastern, live on BYU TV. Swimming and diving. Eight divers head to Arizona to compete in the Zone E Diving Championships to determine who will compete at the NCAA Championships. Baseball. Outfielder Brock Hale wins WCC Player of the Week. Raising his average 103 points, he went 4 for 4 in Game 1 Saturday and in Game 2 had two extra base hits. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. Jerem? New BYU Rock member, Flava Flay. Oh, I yeah, love it boy. so much. Okay, it's time. Get your movie trailer voice ready. <laughs> there we go. Hit it. In a world of five straight losses, sitting on a 31-point loss in the semis a year ago, and an insatiable itch to defeat and foul out Jock Landale. The Cougars did it when the stakes were highest. In Vegas, down go the Gales. Now the Cougars prepare for Gonzaga in a title tilt on a Tuesday in Vegas. 40 minutes from a conference tournament championship. 40 minutes from a rosy coronation for a coach without a tournament title. 40 minutes to a shaved head. 40 minutes to dance. Let's go! Beat the Zags! Do it! 40 minutes away! Come on! Come on! What will tomorrow's headline be? Nicely played, Jerem. Thanks. From at B. Henson 23. Finally, Cosmo is not the only cougar dancing in the national spotlight. Yes. BYU pops the well bubble played. and punches its ticket. Let's go. It's one game. It's not a best of five. It's not a best of seven. It's one game. One game. I know this is this will be a huge win. One game for the title. Let's go. At Cosmo underscore duh underscore cougar with the elite tweet of the day. Cougs save up angst all year for one win apiece against Gone Marys. <laughs> hey, thanks to our entire crew. We've been here since Thursday, who did everything here. Tremendous Woo! effort. We appreciate everybody involved. Love our crew. You're all spoiled. We love to do it. For Jeremiah Spencer, shout out to Trent Whiting. Beat the Zag!